Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible one minute at a time. I'm Chris. I'm Don. And I'm Jonathan. It's Friday. Yay, Friday. Minute 10 starts with Jack showing Janet the pair of glasses and ends with Ethan watching his high-profile mark on the TV. Who's Janet? We've, we've been calling her by her real name, Kristen Scott Thomas. Her, her name is Sarah. What? Who's Janet? That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay. Sarah. Sarah Davies. And then her, her alias was Sarah Wendy. Sarah Walker. Wendy. Yeah, Sarah Walker. That's right. Walker. So it's like, she doesn't really have you know much of a difference in names and aliases. Spy fail. Exactly. Big time spy fail. Emilio Estevez is a big name actor, so he's definitely not going anywhere. He'll be in this entire movie. Oh, totally. 100%. Yeah, totally. I believe that. Completely. <laughs> I love that he looks over to her and says, you have lovely eyes. Yeah, he's all flirty, flirty. He must have been in that cabin way too long with her. Yeah, Jack is creeping on his yes. coworker. Uh-huh. I'm sure that won't come back to bite him in the ass later. <laughs> and her glasses look like they have a camera in them. I mean, they're so large. In the script, those are called VISCO glasses. V-I-S-C-O. As if that's an acronym. I looked it up. Can't find anything about it. Uh, Co-op made, made it up, you know. That and, and then look at the watch that Emilio Estevez is on. It's supposed to be like a camera or a video monitor. It's just like massive. For those of you that can't see, the uh, glasses look like Harry Carey's glasses, the announcer for the Cubs. They're, those glasses are easily... They're gigantic and really thick. Three inches tall, half an inch thick. They might as well just... They look like they definitely have a, a camera in it. They look like they definitely have a 35 millimeter camera inside of them. <laughs> The great thing about these glasses is that they are a mainstay for the uh, Impossible Mission movies. The Impossible Mission movies? Yes, Impossible Mission movies. Like Impossible Mission 1, Impossible (laughs) Mission 2. That's what the names of the movies, Dawn. That's what real fans call them. Yeah, Uh Japan, maybe. That's like their their, their prog name, Impossible Mission. Jack is explaining to, to Sarah about the glasses. He has her put an earpiece in her ear so they will have... Earwigs, a lot of them will have on these glasses, so I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of POV in this movie where we get to see what the agents are seeing. And then they cut to a scene of Jim mansplaining to Claire how to drive a car around the city. With the big name, the big words on the map again, transport, embassy. And he says to a trained CIA agent whose job it is to follow the mark, you should drive around the city because it's kind of a nightmare. And she's like... Yeah. What do you think I've been doing all day? She's not putting up with Jim's I'm like, gush. why the hell is she married to this guy, you know? Was she a mail order bride or something? I mean, I'm so confused. I'm starting to feel like Jim is not a good catch. He's so, like, stuck in the 50s. Like, my little lady's got to do this exactly what I say. There's something going on because it's... The scene's not written in a way that it seems like a lot was put into the banter. <laughs> uh, the, those, those actors that have chemistry are able to pull it off, but those that don't, wow, it's just a big clunker. This is definitely an instance of the actors saving the script when they can. Yeah, there's a lot of forced uh, levity in this scene. Tom Cruise has it up, uh, cranked up to about 9 on the smile scale. <laughs> no, no, I think he's about 12 on the smile scale by the time you get to the last shot in this, where they just focus in on his face smiling. It feels really, really insincere. It's like I was saying, it's like it's... Tom Cruise doing Ben Stiller playing Tom Cruise. It's like so over the top that it's like a caricature of him. 
You know, I actually thought it was Ben Stiller playing him for a second watching the scene. It's just like, oh my God, bring it down, Tom. It's another tight shot of three people uh, looking at a monitor. And on that monitor, what I, like I said at the beginning, is is Tom Cruise's mark. It's the person who we know he's going to duplicate. Also, it's a little weird because the shot is set up. So you've got, you've got Claire, you've got Phelps, and then you've got uh, Tom Cruise's character in the middle of them with his arms kind of splayed out very, you know, a little too casually. It feels very forced, all of it. He's smiling a little bit too casually. He's got his arms draped too casually. And everybody else looks like a professional. And they're, and they're, and he's, he's smiling about something that hasn't, that's not, it doesn't make sense. A smile worthy. Because he asks, isn't he supposed to be chairing an armed service committee? And Jim tells him, no, he's with one of our best agents in, uh, I found out Ireland. It's, um, I mean, they say Ireland. One of our best yeah, Irish. Uther's yeah. Slog. Uther's Slog in County Kildare. Yeah. Which uh, I looked online and they said that Uther's Slog is not actually in County Kildare, but it's close enough. So Now, now could Tom Cruise being between them and being so chummy be some sort of foreshadowing to maybe some sort of romantic connection between the three of them or Tom interrupting their marriage or something? I mean, I don't not know. Not with a smile like that. Yeah. I do think that Jim Phelps and Ethan have... Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's obvious. He's, he's actually on Jim Phelps's shoulder and kind of like not really on Claire. So. Well, Claire can't make, as we know, Claire can't make coffee and Jim might be able to. Well, Jim's got that room at the Drake. So, you know. Yep. Well, and you know, he's totally drinking coffee in this scene too. (laughs) Did you notice that? He's drinking out of a styrofoam cup. He's probably drinking coffee she made just the way he likes it. They were watching something on, I guess that's QuickTime. Is that is that mm-hmm. correct with the uh, net <laughs> Netscape in the background again? Yep they've they have I guess not Googled they've altavisted no. to see. Do you guys remember Metacrawler? Oh my god, yeah. They probably used Yahoo. Actually, they probably just oh, used yeah. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all? I mean, interestingly though, Netscape. I mean, at that point, the movie was produced. It had a market share of about ninety percent at that point. Now nobody uses it. I don't actually. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It turned into Mozilla Firefox at some point. Now this is a video of the McLaughlin report, which is uh, interesting in and of itself because it's a whole thing in the '90s with this guy, and even Saturday Night Live so much is making fun of him in the '80s and '90s as well. There's somebody sitting next to him that looks uh, suspiciously, sus- suspiciously like a Ross Perot sort of uh, character, but uh, I'm gonna and sounds a lot like Tom Cruise or some sort of. Uh, Country accent? I can't really place it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I've never really heard a country accent. No. I don't know what that sounds like. Chris, what does that sound like? It's obviously like Ross Perot. <laughs> That's the only southern accent yes, there is. Exactly. The Ross, there's a Ross Perot, or are there Jeff Sessions? So you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing. So what this scene seems to be building up to is that Tom Cruise is going to dupl- duplicate the uh, man sitting next to um, John McLaughlin. Is his name John McLaughlin? Yes, John McLaughlin. So. And he's maniacally happy about it. He's maniacally happy because he's about to do what he does best. Put on a mask. Be in the forefront. Put on a mask and be in the forefront of the, uh, be the point man for this mission. So we're about to start the mission. This is going to be super exciting next week, guys. Yes. Well, join us next week as we learn more about the Mission Impossible group, their dynamic. Will they get that cappuccino machine? We don't know. Let's find out next week. Don, do you have anything else you'd like to promote this week? Sure. I would love to plug Rocks Geek, which uh, is a belly dance and fire performance company that I am the founder and director of. 
We made internet fame a few years ago with a video of a Wookiee belly dancing to a four-piece Klingon band playing an original song in Shariwook, which is the Wookiee language. So you can look us up at rocksgeek.com, R-A-K-S, geek.com, and then on Twitter and Facebook and all your social media. Great. Well, thanks again for coming. Thank you for having me. You can always talk to us on Facebook at The Impossible Minute Force. That is our Facebook group for all of the followers of this podcast. And you can contact us on Twitter at at min impossible, M-I-N impossible, or email us at minuteimpossible at gmail.com. You guys have a great week. I've been Jonathan. I'm Don. And I'm Chris. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. This minute will self-destruct in one minute. Everything's just blowing up. This Cappuccino maker will <laughs> self-destruct in five seconds. So will this lamp. I'm going to mansplain something to Dawn in three seconds. <laughs>